favorite dream. I love um, that. If you like that beat or if you're interested in beats, you can go to live for the number four beats.net and you can purchase a beat from my friend Juan, aka Sauce, um, who made that beat. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. This is the fifth episode of the Lori Love Show. And I have Muy Cali Words here with me today. Hello, hello. She is, <laughs> she is the author of Love, Discovery, Recovery, and Relapse. Yes. Um, I saw you perform two, maybe two years ago mm-hmm. at Above Art Studios in New Brunswick. Yes. And it was like instantly captivating. Oh, thank you. It was beautiful. Um, You just embody so much emotion in what you say. And I liked it because it was very refreshing. Mm. Um, So for those of you who don't know Muikali Words, Muikali Word Bird Creations (laughs) on Instagram, um, she does many things she is a poet an author a creative writing coach a teacher a mother an amazing human oh thank you (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much it's a pleasure yes thank you for coming it's a pleasure to be here and so we're going to start with a poem right yeah let's do that let's do that all righty and the title of the poem is love language it's love language and i actually saw you performed this poem. You did. You did. I think this was one of the pieces that I most definitely performed. Maybe two other pieces, but yeah. Yeah, and I've seen you perform a few times. You always switch it up, but I feel like this is like one of your classics, and I feel mm. like it says so much, so let's, let's do it. Let's do it. My tongue is bending and flicking and rolling over ours to tell you in all languages and in however many ways I love you. I love you with ginger, goyo, wasabi, honey, and you on my tongue. I tell you in any flavor, however you'd like it, sugar or spice it, it's yours for the taking, baking, frying, sizzling, stripping, teasing, marinating, serenading, do re me so far into this loving thing, this kiss and hugging thing so far into you. I have crossed mile markers so far into you. I couldn't drive no more because there were oceans, so I flew. I wrote a rapture for the heart caption was taken up into the sky so high you leave my eyes red, my mind red, my face red. You leave me loved and assured, loved and assured and okay about my pre-kindergarten selfishness. Yes, you are mine and nobody else's. You are the most beautiful jaw and lips and fingertips and two hour trips just to bring me day quill and kiss. You are singing songs off key and unlocking things I didn't know I keep. You are singing songs to me that I have never heard before. You are reading the books off of my bookshelves and sending me Jeremy Diff poets because you want to know me better and give me what I like. Well, you are what I like and love. You are like Costco's, dude. I have found everything I need in you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love already. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you described that so well. Thank you. Thank Thank you. You You know, you talk about the purity and the honesty of love. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not afraid to really just dive into all the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, as a emotional cancer um and i think just at younger in my younger years of just trying to process all of my emotions and all of that that poetry became that space for me to be able to do that better Mm -hmm. than i could do anywhere else when i couldn't talk to someone i could talk to the pages and and i was heard and and so it was like a saving grace and so the honesty that you see there is a reflection of just me needing to be that because you know i needed poetry mm-hmm. you know i still need poetry mm-hmm. um it, it is that saving grace you know and that and that great place to turn a moment moments feelings into something that people can process yeah. you know so absolutely yeah when you recite that poem you light up the room <laughs> thank you everyone is just like thank wow you so and you can feel like love is yeah. in the air yeah yeah that's what i want yes that's what absolutely I, want. I like how you mentioned in the poem that um uh that you're supported in being like kindergartenish, like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know can you talk yeah. a little bit about that I about think- like what inspired <laughs> that 
you know, what you write in the poem, Mm -hmm. you know, what experience inspired that? Well, I think that love is is definitely an action word, you know, like it, it it should be anyway. Right. Where it is a combination of what is done to show that love and um, the feelings that connect with a person when they have done these different things. And so it's like when you love, you know, you're willing sometimes to take those journeys two hours long to go and deliver this healing medicine because, you know, I know you could totally just go up the street to the right aid and get your own cough medicine, but I want to show you, I love you. So this is what I do. Mm -hmm. And, and I wanted to capture, you know, in that piece that love looks like these different things. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I have often been this person who is like, you know, I realize that there's so much in society that convinces you of what love looks like, you know, and sometimes it's it's consistently uniform, like the flowers, the chocolates, the you know, and and if you're not that person, right, like I wasn't necessarily typically the person who's like, you need to bring me flowers and chocolates. And if you don't have that, I don't know that you love me. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like I was never that person. But those actions of caring that 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 didn't look like flowers, but look like, you know, you sending me a poem because you heard it and you thought it was great and you mm-hmm. thought I might love it too. Mm-hmm. You know, like things like that mm-hmm. matter, you yeah, know, matter absolutely. so much. The you small know? things. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, in the process of it too, once you realize you want something and you love someone, it's difficult sometimes not to be selfish about wanting to just keep that person to yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's a growing process to be able to be both, you know, both. I want you, right. But I'm mm-hmm. also understanding that you have to also live your part. You have mm-hmm. to live your life so that I can still want to talk to you about what's going on in your side of the world. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like, balance. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's beautiful that you mention it because I feel like that sounds like healthy love. Yeah. You know, that yeah. sounds like a love that can last longer than an obsessive love right. or a controlling right. love. Right. So to me, that was very refreshing. Yeah. It's just the balance of like being able to be vulnerable and say, mm-hmm. I love you and I want you just for me. Right. But also being able to be strong enough to say, I'm also going to let you breathe and yeah. live and experience yeah. life for yourself. Yeah. Cause when you think about it, like the whole dating process is, is this journey to know another person. Right. And you fall for the person because they've done their own things, right. Mm-hmm. They've gone and traveled to this place. They've experienced these set of things. And so Sometimes when you get into a relationship where you're now so close, right, that you do so much of your life together, Mm -hmm. right, you can sometimes forget that if you don't let them go and live their life, let me go live my life as well, that what do you then talk about? Right. (laughs) Right. What do you then talk about? So it's so important to continue to grow, to read, to to find ways that you're still true to yourself and still loving yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, first and foremost. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's something that's overlooked, too, sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're still discovering love for the first time, maybe you might get lost in it. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I mean, when I read your book, it's just it I feel like it describes every aspect of love. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So it's very it's almost healing in a way because Mm -hmm. it's like. You can kind of, I can read your poems and then I can reflect on myself and how I've acted and been like, oh, this was good. Oh, this was, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. I think, um, you know, in writing the book, uh, putting it together, it was, you know, gathering napkins and parts of notebooks that were old and sitting in various places in my house and kind of going through it. And as I was typing up these poems into the space that was to become the book, I was thinking about, okay, well, what is the story here? You know, what, you know, even though it was a book of poetry, I wanted, I wanted there to be a narrative, you know, I wanted there to be some sort of journey that you took from we're here and then we're here and then we're here. And so thus you have the discovery first, right? Like you have where you first meet love. You Mm -hmm. first feel like you understand what it looks like, what it means. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that captures that piece. And, and, you know, in the course of that journey, also understanding that there are hard places in love, you know, Mm -hmm. there, there are beautiful places where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got the privilege of meeting this amazing person. Mm -hmm. And then there are parts that are like, 
Ooh, wait now. So actually, <laughs> you could go, <laughs> right? Like <Absolutely>. dismissed. <laughs> you know, like you have all of those moments, and mm-hmm. so then you have the recovery where it's like, you know what? I am over love. I don't need love, or you know, just also potentially looking back within yourself for love when you realize that if you don't love yourself first, it's so hard to find somebody who can love you because you don't yet know how you want to be loved or how to love yourself well enough to tell them like. This is how I need to be loved. Right. Right. Um, and then and then the relapse. Right. Because I think what happens is inevitably we return back to needing love mm-hmm. and wanting love and and finding that that's OK. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also finding that returning to love. One of the things I wanted to be very important was that the return to love doesn't always mean a romantic love. Sometimes it's just the return of love of yourself or just the openness to loving the people around you that dared to give their time Mm -hmm. dared to open up to you the way you want to open up to them Mm -hmm. you know and so it was important to cover all aspects of that and Mm -hmm. really hopefully speak to all parts of what that feels like yeah that process Mm -hmm. you know yeah Yeah. i feel like you covered like the last maybe 10 years of my life That's great. (laughs) But yeah, I like how you put it together in the sense of describing all the levels of Mm -hmm. love, too. And I think that um, right now we see a lot of like black and white, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's it's either like this or it's wrong. Or it's like that and it's wrong. And but you cover every level because it's realistic that when mm-hmm. you fall in love there's gonna be some hiccups along the way oh yeah, oh, yeah. you're gonna have to figure out how to get along with each other right then right. you're gonna figure out if you can actually make it work or not right, right. and right. then when you figure that part out it mm-hmm. can either continue or if it ends you kind of close yourself off right and right. i like how you hit that you know how you said the relapse because you do close yourself off to love mm-hmm. You even become more skeptical of like all your other relationships in life, like your friendships and things like that. Right. And then you, if you dwell in that Mm -hmm. for too long, then eventually you realize that that's not healthy. Right. And you have to open yourself back up to love. Right. And and it takes sometimes a lot of talking to by the the people that love you, Mm -hmm. who you are still willing to receive that love from. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of like, you know, my sisters are a major part of my life. Um, shout out to you, Wendy and Malika. <laughs> um, they're they're awesome, and and they have been so much a part of my journey. And just talking to me and being a sounding board, and not just a sounding board, but like they are the voices often that would say, you know, I know that this is what you think this has to be now. Like if it didn't work, I know you think it it can't ever, mm-hmm. right? Because you know. Um, I can be dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes that works to my, you know, benefit on the stage, but not so much in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so still learning that, you know, failure happens mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, you learn from it. Mm-hmm. You know, you break and then you build a new self. Mm-hmm. You know, you you shed something that wasn't working and you find the parts of you that do, mm-hmm. you know, Um that's the hope you know i have great friends from high school that i'm still like super close with and they've also been just such a major part of just listen i know that this is what it feels like right now but you know this is what you need to consider and you know they were also the ones to be like well do you need me to come and (laughs) take care of anything and so that you would say no 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 calm down and so it made you calm down you know Mm -hmm. so you need that you know you need to to honor the love that comes from other relationships in addition to the romantic ones, you know, um, I love that you were able to kind of see that, um, because it means it worked, um, that Mm -hmm. also just, you know, honoring and loving the people who inspire you, you Mm -hmm. know, there are poems in there that are kind of honorariums to other poets that I respect Mm -hmm. and that I honor. So, you know, it, it's there also to say like, that's also part of your journey. Sometimes you have to read other people and be open to hearing from other people. And that inspiration helps you mm-hmm. also in your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're becoming better on any level, like that's loving yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then other people can then see that in you and say like, you're that person. Mm-hmm. I want to know that person. Yeah, I want to know that person who's 
constantly growing themselves and and trying to be better in as many ways as possible mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. i think that's really important too is like being somebody who accepts the challenge of finding what what areas need a little bit of fixing where mm. you can improve what yeah learning from the situation yeah and being like okay yeah this wasn't working for me right. but i had to experience that to right. know that this doesn't work for me right and right. now i can choose to try a different angle next time yeah um or i can choose to accept that this is part of who i am mm-hmm. and that i need to work on that right. so that this doesn't continue happening right it's yeah. very reflective right. that you bring that up yeah And the other part is not being so stuck on the heartbreak or not being Mm. so stuck on just being in that romantic kind of love where you don't embrace the people around you. It is important to honor your your family Mm -hmm. and your friends and the people who support you and care about you and to not ignore them because the relationship can be over. But your friends and Mm -hmm. your family, they're going to always be there. And, And you're right when you talk about somebody that you trust, like when you talk about something you experience with someone that you care about mm-hmm. or that cares about you and you talk about how you really feel, sometimes they remind you yeah. um, of your strength. Valid. Valid. You know, because yeah. you mentioned that you can get very dramatic, which is human. So right, many of us right, do. Right. I think it's just so important to talk about that and yeah. for people to know that if they're going through a heartbreak or if they're going through little trials, right. that sometimes it's okay to reach out to somebody who you know cares about you and just be like, hey, I feel like this. Usually once you explain that feeling, you mm-hmm. hear it for yourself and you're like, I shouldn't be feeling like right. that. Right, right. You and, catch and yourself. That's so perfect. Um, I, I think that, you know, when you're experiencing life it's like I, I would liken it almost to being in the very front first few rows at a movie theater mm-hmm. right like you can only really see well this section of your screen yeah right because it's you and you're so close to it and so you're like i cannot believe this person doesn't understand how i feel mm-hmm. what i'm going through what i want why mm-hmm. can't you love me like this mm-hmm. and you can't see the full screen. Yeah. You're so close. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you need the friends who are sitting in the back rows that can see the, the full whole picture. full picture mm-hmm. and kind of tell you, well, did you consider this? Right. Right. Like, have you thought about this aspect of it, this mm-hmm. different perspective? And I think that's what makes relationships both challenging, but also such a growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you start to take the time to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. It takes so much humility to love yeah. and, and, and to be in a relationship. You know, you have to be willing to humble yourself to saying, you know, sometimes you're going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes your, you know, attempt at a, a, a kind act might not be how the other person sees it. Mm-hmm. And you have to accept that. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Yeah. Because you're like, but. Mm-hmm. Don't you see how I meant for you to feel? Yeah. Right? Like, we want people to feel how we feel. Mm-hmm. We want people to take what we do and process it the way we would process it. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you think about it, it's kind of unfair, right? Okay. And so it's, you know, you need friends. You need those outside ears. Even just, you know, in in even thinking about, you know, mental health. Like, sometimes you need a therapist because sometimes your friends may not be the people to speak to because sometimes they're the Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. What you feel is absolutely right uh-huh. and and may not always want exactly. to tell you about yourself. Yeah. Right. So, you and know, get just you being even open. more lost. Right. Too. Right. Sometimes they've had their own experiences and right. then they plant that on your relationship. Right. right. And now you're like, and then you're like, wait, I don't even think that conversation helped me. <laughs> right. Here. Right. You're like, am I better off? You know, and, and, and you know, like I said, and, and it's human, mm-hmm. right? Because we want to teach people. Are ex- what they may want to do based on what we've experienced. Yeah. Right. And so if we didn't process it correctly mm-hmm. or the right or the best way, mm-hmm. we might be passing on information that's not the best. Yeah. You know, and I so. think there's it's just funny because like in my life too, there's certain people that I know I can talk to, mm-hmm. and somehow they just know what to say to right. bring help me feel clarity. Right. Right. And then there's other people that I've talked to that I go to myself. I can't bring this type of topic up again because right. they com- they make me feel even more confused right right and so everyone has different um capabilities like a friend who may know how to make me laugh and right. cheer right. me up just on the regular just on like just having a good time 
might not know how to console me mm, or maybe a friend right, who knows how to console right. me and might not know how to make me laugh so there's just right, different right. interactions with every human that we can appreciate mm-hmm. um but i like how you talk about being individual as while still being in love and, absolutely yeah and then um was there a certain you know was there what like inspired you to write the book like at what moment were you like you know what mm-hmm. i need to make this a book right right how did you get there so i contemplated publishing for maybe eight years um and i was constantly like battling fears about well what if they don't like it? How will it be received? What if I change? And the way I felt then, I don't feel later. And now suddenly, mm-hmm. like I have this book out here that represents somebody I'm not anymore, you know? And so one of the things I had to come to terms with was that's okay. I've definitely <laughs> right? felt that, yeah. Like it is okay for people to have different opinions on it. It's okay for, you know, this to capture you now because what is literature if it's not a capturing of like the history of yourself right right and and the it it is the snapshot of those moments you know Mm -hmm. so it's like if i don't have record anywhere else i have record here Mm -hmm. um and i think the pivotal moment that kind of pushed me past stuck um was we were having a college panel at the high school where I was working at the time. And uh, one of the guidance counselors was like, oh yeah, we're having this panel. It's, you know, different HBCUs are representing here and so forth and so on. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, I went to an HBCU and she's like, oh, where did you go? And I said, Spelman. And she was like, oh my gosh, why didn't you tell me? You have to be on the panel. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, well, I can be on the panel, but I would have to bring my students with me because they would, you know, have class the next period. So my students came in. And so as each person was introducing themselves, they were asked to say, you know, you know, who are you? What do you do? And, you know, when it was my turn, I, you know, first, you know, obviously introduced myself as a teacher at the particular location. And, you know, I said hi to my students and, and I said, and future published author. And so it was like I spoke it into existence before people who were going to hold me to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. no one will hold you to something like a young person like the these students were looking at me like yes okay miss when can we're gonna wait we're gonna be waiting where's when when is it coming (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're gonna write a book and 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 so it was like you can't let them down Mm -hmm. now you've declared it and i i think there's something to be said for having somebody to hold you accountable Mm -hmm. you know and i think it, it pushes you out of well, this is my secret, personal, private dream. Nobody knows about it. So if I don't do it, yeah, I can't, nobody can tell me, well, you didn't achieve right. this. It's you like were a failure. Happened. Like now it's like, okay, no, you've put it out there. Yeah. So now it needs to be a reality. Right. And right. Keep your word. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so that, that really was a moment that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, just hearing from friends when I was like kind of trying to poll people about like, what would you want to hear? Like, would you want this to be something that was digital? Would you want this to be like a hard copy book? Because my friends knew I was writing. Mm-hmm. They knew poetry was out there because I was always posting poems and so forth. Um, and so they were like, no, publish this book. Like, when when, when is it coming? I didn't know. <laughs> you. Do you like start a GoFundMe? I'm going to, you know, put deposit money in so you can go ahead and publish, like do your thing. And, and friends really just stepped up in that way because it was like, oh, I want to publish, but... <laughs> It's not cheap, right? right. So, um, you know, I, I asked, you know, about different publishing agencies, you know, how where should I look and did my research. And so I was like, okay, you can do this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be scary. But the scariest part is that part right before you start mm-hmm. and you actually do it. Yeah. You know, the scary part is not once you're in it, because once you're in it, you're there already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The the, the difficulty and the, the, the nervousness comes from the anticipation of, am I really about to do this? Right. You know, and then I got to a place where I was just like, I won't be happy with myself if I leave this earth and didn't do the thing I said I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I won't be. I won't be okay. That's real. And that's and that was just like okay, mm-hmm. full in like whatever it takes. That's Let's real. Go. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they say that like yeah. if you're not happy in life, it's probably because you're not doing things that actually 
like feed your soul that mm-hmm. represent what you feel that you're here so for bad. yeah so having yeah. the courage to overcome those fears and being right. like i'm going to do what is meaningful to me right. Right. what i feel is important right right you get kind of reminded that you have just this one life right, right? and exactly. so it's like if i have one life what do i want to be said i did or what do i want to be able to look back and say i did yeah you know absolutely right Right. You're right. It's a bad feeling when you put it off and put mm-hmm. it off and put it mm-hmm. off and you get so much anxiety because right. then, then you start telling yourself, well, what if this goes wrong? And what if that goes wrong? Right. Or I don't right. know how to do this and right. I don't know how to right. do that. But once you take that first step mm-hmm. and especially when you have supportive friends and people, right. you're like, well, now I, I have to do it and right. I have to figure it out. And it right. just becomes a matter of trial and error mm-hmm. and solving problems. You yeah. have to be a good problem solver in order to create anything or bring anything forth because there's always going to be opposition it's just a matter of overcoming that opposition right right so uh, you know there's a lot of people who want to write a book and they Mm -hmm. just don't know how to start or what to do like what advice would you give them well one i would say you know if you have it in you to do do it and i i think that once i published i was just like i was more excited about inspiring other people to do their dream Mm -hmm. (laughs) afterwards and so you know the first thing is if you want to publish gather your materials read over what you have and you know do your research decide like what is it that you want you know before you even go out and and contact publishing companies or reach out decide what you want you know come to some terms of like I want my book to read this way. I want it to look this way. I want it to um, be comprised of some of this. And then, okay, what am I willing to, to, what can I afford? You know, what can I afford? Seek out, uh, you know, different publishing companies that also kind of meet your needs where you are, you Mm -hmm. know, not just monetarily, but in terms of services and what you want. Um, One of the things I'm I'm, I'm super proud of is, you know, just being able to be part of uh, the publishing company that Rossaru actually started where in the Rebeling Publishing Company. And one, I thought it was just such a brave thing because it's like yeah. you're starting a company. Like this Absolutely. is huge. And then Let's beyond that though, out. yeah, Rossaru, shout out to Rossaru. Yes. <laughs> and the Rebeling Publishing Company crew, including Elliot Font, um, who is also a major part of the publishing company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's been just very exciting to just see um, the interactions between people who are the writers that come as clients and seeing that journey and seeing just mm-hmm. there's a very personal touch mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like semi sad that I didn't get to have that sort of personalized touch for the first book. It was right. it was much more, you know, you were able to contact an agent, you know, via like, here's a message and email back and forth, which was fine. Like they they were uh, very professional. Outskirts Press was a very, um, you know, very, very good company to work with. But I, I have an opportunity here to see writers meeting at like the local restaurants and you're just like sitting and, and talking about, okay, this is my dream yeah. and this is what I want. And, and, and knowing that this person is personally invested, whereas, yeah. you know, 9.30 PM and you can call this person and say like, I'm stuck <laughs> on page such and such. Can you just give me an ear for a second? And, and I think because there's such a genuine love uh, for people who create, for for being a part of a journey that allows creatives to really have their voices heard and mm-hmm. to be part of this community, I think has been a big part of why uh, Rebeling Publishing has been just like a, a very monumental piece in addition to the community and, and as a resource for people who may be looking into writing and really want a hands-on approach yeah. where it's not just, okay, I'm gonna send this email to this person far off in the distance somewhere, but like, I can see you and I mm-hmm. know you. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it was, you know, just really exciting to to begin that process or has been exciting to begin that process and, and to just see what comes out of it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Much, much respect and best wishes to um, Ross and Elliot because yeah. I've actually seen them also perform. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I, I think it was called like Rebel rebel poets the rebel series rebel series yeah you uh, came that i went to one, one time yeah yeah, yeah. and I, uh, I think it was like a year ago it mm-hmm. was um, we were in warmer City. out yeah yep. and yep. um 
I brought my friend Giselle there mm -hmm. with me and she loved it. Yeah. And I loved it. And it was I was, fun. yeah, it was very it was fun. fun. Yeah. And so that's, is that kind of how it started, the publishing company? Because I know they were doing like poetry events and mm -hmm. open mics and things like that. And right. I know that Roz is a teacher, Elliot's a poet. Right, right. And so, um, I think, and Ross also has his book, right? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Ross Rue, Portrait of a Poet. Um, it, it's an excellent read. If you haven't gotten it, you definitely, you know, worth the read. Um, it, it was just a pleasure to kind of see him in his process and mm -hmm. just see. And I think this was also part of why he knew he could do that. And I think that's also what really launched, you know, the the publishing company was like he, he went ahead and he did it himself mm -hmm. and then he was like well i could do this for someone else who also wants to be able to to do this right and i want to be able to be a help in that way and i think you know he's also a teacher so it's like you the natural desire to want to help people to get it whatever mm -hmm. getting it means in mm -hmm. terms of just creativity understanding whatever that might be like i want you to get there mm -hmm. you know the idea that i don't want to just get to my goals by myself mm -hmm. i want to be taking the crew with me like mm -hmm. let's go mm -hmm. <laughs> and so i think you know um in publishing his book and just watching him and, and just how meticulous he was with going through pages and double checking and rechecking and the lines had to be just so and like there was such attention to detail and i think he knew after that like not only was it something he wanted to do but it was something that if he worked hard he like really could do this mm -hmm. you know and um so so it's it's always been i think the dream to bring creatives together and give different opportunities for creatives to create and to also push forth and and be advocates for their own work and for the great things that they may be doing yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. i feel like it goes very much hand in hand with the creative writing workshop that mm -hmm. the that you are, are a part of absolutely absolutely let's talk um, about that so you yeah. have a creative writing workshop it's we once do. a month yes it's called rhythm and words rhythm and words creative writing mm -hmm. um and so essentially what you have is this great mix of music um and and writing and so we get together uh typically we're located at two q's restaurant in union new jersey and um it's a great establishment great food just very comfortable and like loving vibes very positive um just atmosphere and so this has been over a year now um actually uh since 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 it was first started and you know i worked with Roz mostly as a creative consultant, so to speak. We go over the prompts together. We kind of volley ideas off of one another. Occasionally I'll co-host and so forth. But the idea behind it was you come in, you get this great opportunity to listen to good music and write in response to these writing prompts. And so, you know, you write and then after you write, it becomes this show where, okay, if you want to share, you can share. So it's an open mic, but it's an open mic that you like you get to witness creativity happening on the spot. Mm -hmm. You know, like typically when you go to an open mic, somebody's already, you know, written their stuff. Mm -hmm. You come, you have your poem on your phone, or your book or your notebook, you memorize it and mm -hmm. you, here I go, right? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> and I think that's beautiful. But what's great about this is just, you know, you get to see people really become vulnerable. Right. Because the greatest poem um, sometimes takes a long time to continue to be cultivated, mm -hmm. you know? And so when someone's vulnerable enough to come and say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share with you this very raw piece of myself yeah. that I just put together here in response to this prompt that was just made. Like that, that to me is just so cool. Yeah. Like, it's like freestyling you know? and rap, yeah. but with poetry. Well, so like, like a little bit of preparation time, but you, yeah. you go. And, and, <laughs> and, and it's great because we always have somebody who's like, oh, I don't really do this. And then they go up and they do this. And you're like, you know what? You do do this. Mm -hmm. Right? Like now you do. Yeah. You know? And so being able to be a part of that, like being able to be part of birthing art, essentially, because you write a poem that maybe you would have never written. Right. Because you may have never thought of things in that way if you hadn't been asked. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I think that's such a powerful uh, a powerful thing and I uh, we've had some great musical artists as well as um, poetic artists and you know some some great vendors including the poor artist um, Michelle um, she she does 
she actually designed my glasses. Oh, um, <laughs> and she does like paint and sips and so forth. And so we've had that. We've oh, had I've seen that. Poor artist the and poor Jay. Artist like and Jay. P-O-U-R, right? Right, poor like poor. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and you know, Ross has been so consistent. You know, he he has not taken a break <laughs> from from month to month. There's all there's been a show, you mm-hmm. know, and and it's been such a great space for people to connect, for people to to get out of the the places where they're like, you know, I don't know if I can mm-hmm. to like, no, I can. And then also it just becomes a great opportunity for people to see I'm beginning to really build a portfolio of work here that I might want to publish, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. and then they have services from the same person who was the host. It goes hand you know? in hand. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's cool because it can help with um, sometimes you get creative blocks where you just mm-hmm. you write, you write, you write, you write. And then right. you feel like, oh, now I have nothing to right. write about. Like I've written the same thing. I feel like I've written the same thing. I don't know if I'm really pushing myself. Right. You know, like even for myself, like I, I, I say it all the time, like I really genuinely look forward to it, not just as, OK, well, you're part of it. So, of course, you would look forward to it. No, like I genuinely look forward to it because it's a time where if I haven't been writing, this is a space where I know I'll be writing. Right. It's like challenging on the spot and it Mm -hmm. forces you to create something. Right. And I think that that allows you to open your mind to even more topics that you might want to write about because sometimes I'll like, challenge myself to write about something different and mm-hmm. as i'm writing that i'm like oh well now i can write about this or right, that and things right. stem off from there right so i right. think it brings a lot of creativity forth i've mm-hmm. watched the videos online yeah. and i'm always impressed right. because you We've see had some great features, all different yeah. kinds of people mm-hmm. all ages yes. and they just get on that stage right. and they really do their thing they and do. i'm like this took place here like right. this was written on the spot right. yeah it's awesome right. and and there's also you know always typically in our third round we have an opportunity for people to share like if they did already write something that they really wanted to share mm-hmm. we've had people share things from poems that they wrote to songs that they wrote that they wanted to hear people like listen and and give them feedback and get a reaction right you Mm -hmm. know and that's great because it's like it's almost a workshopping moment where it's like not only can you share your piece but you can have a conversation if you open the floor for it Mm -hmm. you know we had a gentleman who came and he he was writing a play and he was like i just want to share a piece of this if it's okay and i I want your feedback and you know so it's great to me that people feel comfortable enough to do that and i think that's what we were also looking for was a space where it's comfortable and where mm-hmm. you feel safe to share mm-hmm. you feel safe to 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 be to make mistakes to to experiment mm-hmm. you know with your sound with your voice um it's it's been a very i think important part of of just growing as a creative person mm-hmm. you know is that you become so inspired mm-hmm. by others mm-hmm. where you thought you know i'm gonna come and i'm gonna spit this piece and it's gonna be great and then you end up not just like having that moment but having moments where you're like you feel mentored yeah <laughs> you know you feel mentored right. and you by feel what like comes now you're to gonna take it to the next level right. now like now you right. feel like you're getting better yes. at what you're doing yes yes yeah yes and, and, and being surprised, you know, as you said, we some we sometimes have, you know, even younger um, writers come in and sometimes we're just blown away by what they come up with. My mm-hmm. son has been one of them to so just kind of I'm going to write this poem wow. on and, and he'll write. And, and I'm like, I see the growth, mm-hmm. you know, I see the growth there. Um, people from all backgrounds coming and, and, and just eight sharing years out. old, eight years old. Yeah. yeah. Little artist. Wow, it must be yeah. so cool to have a mom like you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, thank we're gonna you. write a poem. We're gonna do some art. We're right. Gonna, you know. Right. I mean, he's a and little. Cre- a teacher, he's a creative so soul. You can help him. So it works. Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it works. It works to have a creative mama. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and what are so? It's on Thursdays. Is that right? It's, Typically, it's on Thursdays, but we've also more recently had been able to secure some Fridays. So okay. more recently, we've been doing it on Fridays. And what's so, the timing like? Like, what time so should people arrive? Great question. Um, so typically, it's from around seven, and then um, may end around like nine, ten. It depends. A lot of people tend to once the show is over, want to kind of hang out. So you know, we definitely encourage like if you want to stay and chat, like go for it. Mm-hmm. You know. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's always a good time. I think that uh, like I always just feel so grateful for people like you and Roz and you know Above Art Studios mm-hmm. and just people who actually put together these events, right? Where people can come together for the love that they have for something because yeah. it's like. Once you're not in, you know, maybe once you're not in high school, once you're not in college and you have these certain passions, you're like, well, where do I share? I mean, a lot of uh, art is sharing it and expressing and, you know, seeing how people receive it and who relates to it. And so if you have this passion for something and you have no one to share it with, Mm. sometimes you're just like, well, what the heck do I do with it? It's just me and the passion. And sometimes you want to share it. And I think that it's great that you're doing these events because it allows people who either have a little bit of interest in mm-hmm. it to experience mm-hmm. it or someone who's been doing it for so long that wants a different kind of experience right. to go and experience right. something right. different because right. there's a lot of open mics they're all very awesome right but then to be able to do it to where you're challenged on the spot and yeah. you're writing something and it's just yeah. like a whole different element it is so it i think is. that's really cool yeah and i definitely suggest that anybody who is because i have a lot of friends who write and like music and things like that right. but they just don't really get out there right. i feel like this is a great way for them to get out there too right. because it's a very calm and relaxed mm-hmm. and just like down-to-earth experience right. it's not right. like you know some there's different kinds of events everywhere but that's what this is and i feel yeah. like it would be more comfortable for someone who's like first time getting out right on right, that scene right, kind right. of thing and 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 it's on, it's on purpose you know mm-hmm. i think um when you create something with intentionality you you you're determined to make sure it is what you want it to be you know yeah. and we want it to be this safe space where you know you 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 see yourself blossom and and you get a chance to really, as you said, like vibe and and that piece of being able to share, you know, is so key because in that moment, a new art is being developed. Mm-hmm. Right. When you've created the art on paper, that's one part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Once you've shared, though, a whole other heart, ha- a whole other art happens with with the reaction between the audience mm-hmm. and the person presenting their work. It's like this. This is a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so you have a lot of people who keep coming back like Mm -hmm. you know our constant um you know attendees of of our event and um it's been lovely to kind of like add friends to our you know just circle of people that we care about you know it's beautiful it is it's 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 family and it's so important to just get out there and live and do different things and not Mm -hmm. just be stuck on the internet or in your house like i know i know that there's so many people who stay home a lot right and, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. to still live and experience different things. Right. Right. You know, this right, is one of them. Right. And um, just getting out there and doing different things. And you never know who you're going to relate with. Right. And what you right. can create out of that. So you know, true. like, so true. I remember when I first started sharing my poetry, I was so nervous about it. But yeah. it was my friends who pushed me to right. do it. Right. And uh, I feel like every event that I go to, I've created different relationships with people that are so meaningful and where you relate to each other in a way that kind of like it just does something to your heart and your soul like you're just like you know because you share an emotion or you share something in common and you realize that you're not so alone as you may think you are if you're just always staying home and like kind of secluding yourself like it's important to get out there right and and it's it's a it's a more low key version of getting out than you know yeah. like for the people who are not necessarily like club heavy or you know other things. I think people are always looking for doing something different. Yeah, you know, doing something so that it's like you know I experienced this completely other thing that I never thought I'd be part of, mm-hmm. and I was, and it was great. And it's fun, and you <laughs> laugh, know? and you feel, yeah. and you and yeah. you're still in a relaxed environment, right? Which right. is cool. And, and having you can a good still time. go to work the next day. If right. It's on a Thursday. It's going to be okay. You'll make it. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, and let's you. talk about, and it, this is just, this is, you're very inspiring to me. Oh. I've been inspired by you from the day I met you because you had Thank your you. book. Um, I hope to write a book one day. Absolutely. And so you're very entrepreneurial. You're a teacher mm-hmm. and you also have your jewelry line. Yes. Yes. So every I, most of the times I've seen you at events, you have your book, you have mm-hmm. your jewelry, and I'm right. just like, look at this woman grinds, yeah. like you know, yeah. I'm trying. It's awesome. I'm trying. 
How did you get into making jewelry? Um, I was experimenting one day. I, I broke a necklace and I was like, oh my gosh, like these are such beautiful beads. And I, what am I going to do? I, you know, like I wasn't devastated, but I was just like, I hate to waste things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also, I, I'm a fan of salvaging, right? Mm-hmm. Like being able to take something that otherwise would have been trash and making it treasure. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it began there. And then I was like, well, let me go and really like get the official tools and you know just like play around with different wires and play around with different beads and different colors and um after doing that for a while I was like wow you have so much jewelry Mm -hmm. and you are only one person and (laughs) you cannot wear all of it so just like maybe sell it Mm -hmm. you know um so that you can fund your addiction to making jewelry um (laughs) and and so that's pretty much what happened and so it's like I'm always sporting you know a million rings and Mm -hmm. earrings and so So forth so these are all yours that you and you sell and I see that you make like custom pieces I do I do people all the time are like well I want I like this piece but I I, I was thinking of more so uh, a different medallion piece or can you add this or can you add that? And, and I'm always open for a challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I love the the fact that like most of the pieces that I have are, you know, you can't duplicate. It's just like once you have that one, that's that's it. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> you know, like, I like that you have the shells yeah, right now. The that Carly is shells. beautiful. Those are fun. Yeah, we point it to, at um, the camera a little ta-da. bit. Hey. Yay. so yeah these are the golden grips and Uh typically my golden grips were just you know without any cowrie shells was just the wire and the idea of being able to you know kind of bend your fingers and also wear a long ring like Mm -hmm. i'm a fan of longer rings Mm -hmm. i like statement pieces so you know um we had a festival uh in patterson that we were vending at the daishiki festival and um and so while we're there like i always yep it was Mm -hmm. great um and and it was just such a wonderful event. How did you uh, get involved in that? So actually, we were part of a Black Authors uh, event uh, run by the same gentleman, and I'm drawing an absolute blank here right now. <laughs> um, but but it was just a great event. I'm gonna tag the name of this person once I can remember mm-hmm. at post show. Um, but you know. It, puts together this black authors event we go and it was just amazing you had tables and tables of black authors with their books um they were able to do a a video in with um muhammad ali's uh, eldest daughter like it was just you know a great event uh we were able to sell books and connect with people and they were like you know what you guys were great could you come to this event you know oh, and so okay, now cool. it's become a thing where it's like an ongoing mm-hmm. situation where it's like, okay, if you need vendors and a performer, you know where to find me. That's awesome. See <laughs> you how know. you never know who you're going to meet and it's, it's so, just so important it's to so get true. out there. Yeah. Especially as a creative and an artist, you right. have to get out there and meet people face to face. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's part of it too, is it just allows for more opportunities. And then when you're doing that, you then also want to give other people opportunities, you know? So a lot of these events we've, you know, as you said, like Above Art Studio has been a major hub also for that, where like we've met people there who we've then been like, hey, please, you know, you're welcome to perform here in this space. Or we've been asked to perform um, for Michelle Alexander, the poor artist, her sister, uh, Rochelle Alexander. She's held some events as well, Mm because she's an artist and, fashionista you Mm -hmm. know and so we performed at one of her events and then met this awesome violinist and then she was you know one of our features so it's just this great um exchange of you know artists giving other artists a chance back and forth you know Mm -hmm. like this that's happening right here is because we met and you know we're we're profoundly impacted by one another and so we're here Mm -hmm. you know so i think it's great and you have to you have to build Mm -hmm. you have to build because it's the only way to continue to find out what it is you can do mm-hmm. i think and then also just give other people opportunities to show and prove as well like where it's like hey listen i'm also capable of this like let me mm-hmm. be a part of whatever you've got going on yeah you know like collaboration is huge yeah absolutely huge. it makes me go back to your book because it's like love is such a big part of everything in life mm-hmm. and i feel like when you're doing what you love right. you then share that with other people yeah who yeah. love the same thing as you and right. now you're supporting one another and like i feel like that's such a great exchange of yeah. love you know it is it is because you know i think um 
one great example of that would just be uh, we when we were having Rebel series and um, we had had like a hiccup of sorts where the person we were like, okay, this is going to be our feature. And then they had um, some kind of issue that happened. And so they weren't going to be able to make it. And we're like, all right, what do we do? And we came up with an idea to make it Creatives Connect. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't going to be about the feature. It was going to be about artists sharing and doing their thing. And um, at this event, you know, we're there. And this one artist comes to the stage. And she's like, I don't do this normally. I don't have my guitar. And I'm normally just like not this person to perform. <laughs> so I'm like nervous. And she was just so quiet and so humble. Mm-hmm. Acapella. No, no, no music. She sings. And when I tell you, like you could have heard a pin drop, like all you could hear was her voice filling up the room bouncing off the walls in this in this beautiful like angelic like if your heart isn't feeling something you are not you know breathing Mm -hmm. (laughs) right like amazing Mm -hmm. and it was like we never would have had that Mm -hmm. if we hadn't made a space for it Mm -hmm. and so after that later she became one of the features like one of our first features Mm -hmm. at rhythm and words Mm -hmm. um in zenwa um she is easy same same old shane on instagram she amazing what artist uh same old shane okay um she is part of chill brown which is a okay. group i, I feel the like you're familiar with that, them rashad uh, right yeah mm-hmm. as as the leader of the band and and they well he he will say that she she's the leader but <laughs> in mm-hmm. any case like just you know such beautiful and humble artists like yeah. they're amazing and mm-hmm. will just be so just down to earth and humble oh no you know it's no problem we're gonna do our thing. It's okay. You know, but like, it's like, but you're amazing. Yeah. Like you should have an entourage. It's like, no, get away from them. Right. And they're so humble, yes. you know? And, and so I think, you know, it, when you realize that you can be this powerful being in this world, when you open your, your heart and your mind and your, your willingness mm-hmm. to just allowing people into your space to, to do what they do best and, and, constantly just find yourself inspired yeah you know you can't help it absolutely yeah Yeah. it's it's all about the fear overcoming that fear like the stage fright fear and will they like it or what if they don't like it or because you're right like like you mentioned with her um that she was like i don't normally do this and she was nervous and she was nervous to the point that she even shared it with you right you know because sometimes we're nervous but we don't say anything right but then sometimes we're so nervous that we tell the people around us like we can't help it and it's okay yeah and then when you overcome that yeah and then even you can still perform a hundred times and then go to a different place right and still be nervous and be nervous (laughs) like if it's your first time right and it's just who cares yeah just do it anyway yeah do it nervous do it afraid do it with fear and doubt. Right. Just do right. it. And right. you'll feel so much better afterwards. You do. Because you, you release the fear, first of all. Right. You prove to yourself that you can overcome it. Right. And then you get to embrace sharing something of yours with others. And it's always the people who are very self-critical yeah. who are actually so amazing. Right. And so right. great. Right. And, you know, so that's cool. It's just, it's a very, like, um, eye-opening experience mm-hmm. to just finally do something that you're passionate about and um could because you experience so many different feelings Mm -hmm. and so at that point your experience with life is all about which is just like experiences and trying different things and sharing and 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 embracing the whole process yeah it's what keeps us sane i think like if we if we didn't ever get to share and and you know let people know what our perspectives were like, I, I think we would lose it, you mm-hmm. know? And, and it, you know, it's interesting because we were um, talking about this in one of my classes um, and we're reading Native Son by Richard Wright. And, you know, in talking about it, um, one of the things that I asked my students is, you know, what are the benefits of sharing out your emotions, your feelings, you know? Because one of the things the character experiences is not feeling like they're being heard for what they were experiencing, what their feelings were, and they were only being seen for the act, you know, what was done, mm-hmm. you know, and not what happened that led you to that. And, you know, and I told him, I said, sometimes in relationships, in life, you don't necessarily always want to be just right. Mm-hmm. 
so much as you want to be heard and understood mm-hmm. right like feeling like you are misunderstood is probably one of the worst feelings Absolutely. right like to for somebody to say this is who you are when you're like no yeah <laughs> like that's not who i am this is who i am we're yeah. telling you this is how you feel and you know like that that's not that what happened horrible, horrible right like it, it's the worst feeling and, I, mm-hmm. and so i think this is why you know why we care about song Mm-hmm. music poetry art we care about it we we invest in it because it is it is the 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 example of what it looks like mm-hmm. when you say this is who i am mm-hmm. and you put it out there and it becomes this beautiful thing that that didn't exist until this person felt like they were going to give voice yeah to whatever was in here absolutely you know and then and then you learn more about your world about others and about yourself yeah you know mm-hmm. and and that's the journey that's life is you know hopefully the goal in life in part is just to become a better self and also to understand the things going on around you and within yourself Mm -hmm. so that you truly are experiencing life and not just living yeah absolutely and not just seeing things happen and not understanding why right you know right you have such a great message like i encourage everyone to just follow Muy Kali here to buy the book. This book is amazing. And when I (laughs) saw you perform the pieces that you did, your poetry, Mm. it kind of was at an important time for me. And it it just made me have hope again. So, like, what's an experience centered around love that Mm -hmm. has been like a defining moment for you Mm. that kind of like opened your heart? You know, like, what would you say to somebody who has maybe gone through the bad parts of love? Right. What would you say to them to bring them back in? That's a great question. Um, I would say first and foremost, um, the biggest part is to go back and have conversations with yourself. Um, I, I think we don't always give ourselves that quiet space to be by ourselves to to just kind of process like what we've experienced in relationships that didn't work you Mm -hmm. know not everybody writes or writes poetry when they're hurting or going through things Mm -hmm. sometimes we we just drown it out Mm -hmm. in distraction you know we we drown it out in in things that let us be numb yeah right and we don't process it and so it's like the pain becomes for nothing, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would encourage people who go through or experience at one point or another, the the challenges, the difficulty, the hurt is it's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's broken. Mm-hmm. It means that you learn something. Mm-hmm. It means that hopefully you are able to gather information from that failed experiment on love and 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 find enough and gather enough to begin to move closer to what is for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and to learn that it doesn't always look how you plan it either. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I, I think that a lot of times we make lists of things where we're like, this is what I want, you know, and this is what I will not have and all of these things. And sometimes we miss our blessing doing that. Mm-hmm. And and that is not to say, you know, lower your standards or any of that, but just to be open mm-hmm. to the possibility that you may not all the way yet know what love can look like for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, I, I think that's so key. I, I think it's it's important to to be open to understanding that it can hurt. Mm-hmm. even when it is love mm-hmm. and even when it's good healthy love mm-hmm. that it can hurt because you're automatically vulnerable mm-hmm. you're all you're you're you've taken off your chest plate your mm-hmm. your armor is sitting off in the corner somewhere and suddenly you you're just here mm-hmm. and you're exposed mm-hmm. and it's like how do i deal with trying to be strong as a person to be safe from all the possible disappointments if i'm this vulnerable but then it's also like, well, how do you get that love to get in here if you're not? Right. Right. And so, you know, finding that balance, finding that balance between being vulnerable and being strong and being reflective and being humble enough to 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 be open to the reality that you're going to have to figure out how to make life work with a person who's experienced their own life, who has their own viewpoints. And so it's like you've got to a whole project of trying to like make two worlds meld, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter how close or similar you think you are, Mm -hmm. you know, 
there's always going to be differences. There are always going to be things that you don't all the way agree with. Yeah. And staying open to that. Right. And staying open to like, I'm not always going to be right. Mm -hmm. They're not always going to be right. And so what do you do? Right. You know, what do you do? And how do you make sure that at the end of the day, you do choose you? Right. Because, you know, I liken it to um, when you go on an airplane, right? You go on an airplane, one of the things the stewardesses will tell you is, if if there's an emergency, right, and, you know, your lovely oxygen masks come down, you have to put your own on first before you can help anybody else. And so I think being in tune with the fact that no matter what, you have to love you and do whatever that means for you first mm-hmm. forces you to love and ask for love from the person that you're with mm-hmm. in the way that you need it mm-hmm. to say, if you can't meet me here. If you can't try, if you can't promise to at least work towards these parts that are very important to me feeling loved, then we might not work. Mm-hmm. And being able to be okay with that, being like, you know, it would hurt me, but like, I need these things. And I think if you can do that, then then you'll never disappoint yourself. Yeah. You'll never disappoint yourself. A lot of what, what I take from that is that it's important to voice what to figure out and reflect what you need and to mm-hmm. be able to voice it in a yes. manner where you're not being hostile or right. threatening, but that you're explaining what works for you and what doesn't work for you right. and talking about it um, openly. Yeah. Like, Hey, this, this is what I need. And communication. this doesn't help. And, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. seeing what comes from that yeah. because you, you may be um, unable to express that mm-hmm. if you, kind of overlook the importance of it like you may just be like in for the ride Mm -hmm. and then not say anything when the speed humps come and you're like well you know you think it but you don't say it so then what conclusion are you really drawing to so it's important to voice what you need and know what you need and communication is so key like i think a lot of times we want people to just know yeah like you should have just known i would have wanted this right like what what do you mean the like and i'm guilty you, of it right like, so i can say it from play, like mm-hmm. in the same way that i typically tell my students when i'm telling you to do this i'm telling you because i'm also telling me like I'm, I'm trying there. i'm still working too yeah you know and so it's like you we sometimes are just kind of like well if you loved me you would know that I would have wanted you to do this, that, or the other. Right. And it's like, well, no, like right. this person potentially wants to be loved a whole other way. Right. And so love for them might not look the same as love looks for you. Yeah. So be open enough to say, listen, I need you to listen to me talk about my day at the end of the day. This mm-hmm. is something I need mm-hmm. that makes me feel loved. Mm-hmm. I need for you to talk to me like, you know, with with love in your voice as often as possible. Like mm-hmm. I need you to be kind to of me. I need cuddles. Like whatever it is you need, I think we think that telling someone takes away the romance. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to tell you, then it's, it's it's not romantic. Like we, you know, the movies and all of these various things that kind of subconsciously yeah. work their way into our heads mm-hmm. sometimes psych us out into feeling like, well, if he didn't do that, then that means nope, it's not romantic, it's not loving, or you know. You can't tell a person what to do for you. If they can't figure it out for themselves, then, you know, no. I think sometimes we think that people are supposed to be like these professionals at dating and at love. (laughs) And it's like, you kind of have to teach each other, you know, your love language. I heard this interview one time and I I forget who it was like on Oprah or something. And Mm -hmm. she was saying that everybody has a different love language. So some someone's love language might be material items, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then someone else's might be nurturing, emotional support. The other person's love language might be just going on dates, like spending time doing different things. So everybody has different love languages. So it's important to realize that and to not be upset. Mm-hmm. with your partner for not knowing right or realizing how important something is to you if right. you don't voice that it's important right. how will they know right. so at least you know that you did your part when you voice the importance yeah, yeah. um but i think i feel like we could talk about love all day like this has to become like <laughs> yeah. a series or something yeah. i don't know it's complicated <laughs> it's a complicated topic yeah <laughs> but um we're going to what we're going to do is in the description of the video we're mm-hmm. going to put all the links to the Absolutely. rhythm and words creative word writing yes. workshop yes. to your instagram which is cali word bird how can someone obtain your book 
Um, so it is available on uh, Amazon.com. It's also available on Outskirts Press. Um, mm-hmm. If you go uh, to the link there and search for the book, it's there. You can also purchase it from me um, if you direct message me um, or uh leave a comment you know on something and just say hey i'm interested in the book you know we can make arrangements for me to go ahead and ship it to you or um make arrangements however we need to to get that book to you so you can read it this book (laughs) will open your heart in a big way like you definitely need this book seriously thank you Um, so much thank you guys for watching yes thank you thank you for coming on thank you for having me um and we'll see you guys next time yeah this is fun. <laughs> Keep the love in your heart. Indeed. <laughs> Always. <laughs>